You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It's a Thursday here on Blogging the Boys Podcast Network, and that means it's time to get riled up on the Cowboys with my man, Tom Ryle and your boy, Roy White. And of course, Tom, I don't know if the fan base will be as riled up all season as perhaps they will be for this game this weekend. It's one we've all had circles circled on the calendar since the schedule came out. In fact, you probably were crossing your fingers for it after that NFC playoff game ended last season. Uh, but the Cowboys again get to face their demons and take on the San Francisco 49ers. And Tom, before we get into how you and I looked at this game from a preview perspective, is there anything to the fact that the Cowboys are treating this in some way like a bigger game than perhaps the Niners may be, given the history between the two teams? Does that matter for either team? It may. As a matter of fact, I think we can roll that in when we get to the last point uh, that we'd like to bring up here uh, because that speaks to what's going on in their heads. Well, then let's jump right into it, right? The okay. reasons why the Cowboys can and may not win this game against the 49ers because I think, as we all would agree, this is the best team that the Cowboys have faced up to this point and pretty much – unanimous opinion outside of anybody in perhaps Philadelphia or Kansas City, the San Francisco 49ers are the strongest team in the NFL at this moment. Certainly the strongest team in the NFC outside of either of the two teams in the NFC East. So with that being said, how do the Cowboys get this done, Tom, when the 49ers have seemingly had all the answers in years past? Well, first off, this isn't years past. This is this year. Uh, the, pa the past can inform us, but it doesn't dictate anything. Uh, you know, this is going to be on how the Cowboys play this game. And I think the first thing that's important is can McCarthy play, call a good game offensively? Uh, the, the thing is that he has shown – his Texas Coast offense can march up and down the field. Uh, we'll discuss the red zone a little separately, but uh, he is moving the ball. This team is just moving the ball like crazy. The trouble is, uh, is he able to do so when he isn't up two, three scores uh, the way that they have been in three of these games so far? The one game they didn't get up, and get a big lead, well, that was the loss. So there were a lot of other things going on. That was the famous 
three backups on the offensive line to start the game uh, episode against the Arizona Cardinals. So maybe he was handcuffed a little by that. But, you know, I just don't see how this can be another domination by Dallas. Uh, You know, as you said, this is clearly the best team they're going to face so far. I think it's the best team they will face going forward with the possible exception of the Bills who are coming later and don't count as much. And I'm sorry about the barking dog. Hmm. Um, You know, the Niners have a good defense and offensively, they are something of a scoring machine. McCarthy's going to have to keep up. Yeah. Well, and that, I think, you alluded to that game against Arizona. The more concerning aspect of the Arizona game, all right, they didn't come out to play. They got knocked in the teeth, and Arizona put them on their heels, right? But the more concerning aspect of that game, as we talked about afterwards, was that they didn't make an adjustment, and when they finally did, it came ultimately too little too late. That's what I think you and I are talking about when we – Talk about Mike McCarthy's willingness to adapt and and do something different if the Texas Coast offense isn't working to the degree that we anticipate and and are hoping that it will. Now, I think in looking at this matchup, it actually is and and truthfully should have been the offensive and offseason focus of this team to attack this way and to utilize this system based on all of their offseason decisions, right? So this game kind of is their primary focus with Mike McCarthy as the head coach. Yeah. I will say that I think what we saw happen against the New England Patriots was that McCarthy got some of his offensive line back and he made some adjustments in this game. You saw more wide receivers getting involved. Um, you saw them pull the uh, the jet sweep to Gavante Turpin that worked so beautifully. Thank you, Sean McEwen, for saving that by recovering the fumble. And we saw him get Hunter Lipke involved. He tried to get Deuce Vaughn involved, which just didn't work. And I'm hoping they are treating that more as an experiment and a way to get Vaughn some practice, some experience and have another answer uh, at at running back. Uh, But, you know, McCarthy's facing a tough, tough defense. They face some decent defenses, pretty good defenses, I think, already. But San Francisco is the fifth stingiest team in, in yards allowed, and they are third behind Dallas in points allowed. They only give up 14 and a half points a game. Uh, the Cowboys only give up 10.3, but they haven't faced an offense like San Francisco. So uh, for McCarthy, this is going to be a chess match between him and the San Francisco defense. Um, that's going to be important. And both these teams have big, have really large positive turnover margins for this season, early in the season. Dallas is plus seven. They are plus five. So protecting the ball is also going to be crucial. No question about it. As we look at the ways, though, potentially kind of in that same vein, that the Cowboys could potentially lose this game. Um, I think we have to start with perhaps the issue that you could maybe pin it on against Arizona. The offensive line 
either not being fully complete or just not playing well altogether. Um, which are you more concerned about as we sit here as of this podcast here on Thursday, that the offensive line actually won't be fully ready to go or that they might not play well because of the defense that they're facing? I'm moderately confident that at least one of Zach Martin and Tyron Smith will be playing. Uh, I would bet Martin. He's just going to say spoiler. I bet you can't guess which of those two it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If that would be <laughs> where I put my money, there's a chance maybe both of them could come. I'm actually more concerned about the facts that Terrence Steele has looked a little sloppy out there. Uh, I, and part of it is I've been kind of pleasantly surprised by how Chuma Doga and TJ Bass have stepped up and been filling in. Uh, so, yeah, I'm I'm a little more worried about will the 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 the, the offensive line that's out there execute their jobs well. Well, they're up against a stiff test, as you mentioned. Their run defense is ferocious, but also. We all know who on the other side is leading that attack. Joey Bosa is a phenomenal weapon. I mean, mm-hmm. likened to that of Micah Parsons. And if Dak Prescott isn't careful, he could wreck the game all by himself. And if the Cowboys aren't careful and they don't make it a focus to, you know, try to address what he does in the passing game and in the run game, it could be for a long day. Uh, and that's kind of the thing that I, you know, going back to Mike McCarthy and, him calling a good game. Like, I agree with you. He did make the ju- adjustments when he was able to take a step back from the game and evaluate it and go into the next one, right? And I don't mm-hmm. doubt his ability to do that because his history in games after a loss, he wins like 90% of them Yeah, as a head coach. So he is phenomenal in that vein. What I do question and what I still don't have answers about, Tom, is whether or not he can make the adjustments within the game right, if it's not going well for him. And specifically, if the offensive line doesn't play well, I question and have my concerns as to whether or not they'll be able to adjust to to make up for it. Now, now, something I also want to mention is maybe people don't think about it, but have the 49ers been tested that much so far this season themselves? They've had three kind of blowout wins. The one game they won by a single score is deceptive because for some reason when they played the Los Angeles Rams, it was 30 to 20 with the seconds left on the clock. And Sean McVay elected to kick a field goal, I guess, to to improve the points differential and maybe be set up for a future tiebreaker. I don't know what he was thinking. It was an odd, peculiar thing. But have they really faced adversity that much? Uh, this could be, I think, equally the most severe test for both teams, and we have to remember that. You know, these things kind of cut both ways. And that's where I think it takes us to the next place, right? Brock Purdy has looked very good, very capable as the 49ers quarterback, but I don't think anybody would say that Brock Purdy looks spectacular. And he hasn't had to because of how good the team has looked around him. Well, the Cowboys can absolutely win this game on Sunday if they can get real hands on Brock Purdy. And that doesn't mean, Tom, 
just getting up in his face. That means getting him to the ground with the ball in his hands or getting that ball out and knocked to the ground. Yeah, or or just, you know, hitting him as he throws, disrupt throw, uh, which they did against New England a few times. Don't forget Kyle Shanahan's, uh, the way he, he manages the game and calls the game. He's, he's taking care of Purdy. And you have to remember that, that sacks are a little bit a quarterback stat, if not a lot, a quarterback stat. And so this is going to be, they've got to beat Purdy in that aspect of it. They've got to close on him fast. If he starts to escape, they've got to use their speed and get to him before he can get off a pass as, as everybody breaks into a scramble drill out there because they've hurt some teams that way when Purdy has to, to get on the move and evade pressure. You know, the best thing is just don't let him get the ball into the hands of Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and Christian McCaffrey in space. That's, that's just not a good situation for the defense. Well, that, that's all that – that's it? That sounds so hard, right? Yeah. And yeah, I say sarcastically but, because that's about as tough of a task for any defense in the league, I think, as there could be. Those three and, guys are dynamic. And they should be – the Cowboys should be studying the Rams' tape for that game because they held them to 206 yards passing. So it can be done. Now, had a lot of rushing yards, so maybe they weren't trying to pass. And that's because – Purdy is that kind of, is I think he's like I said he's better than anyone could have dreamed when he was seen as Mr. Irrelevant taken as the last pick in the draft but you know I think anybody's ready to start elevating him to a top five NFL quarterback yet uh I think he's got you know a lot of room for growth and I think he's in a great situation and could well have a very long and productive career but you know they've they've if they can get the pass rush can do its job, can be as dominant as it's been in a couple of the games, uh, get Purdy maybe a little bit skittish, that could really help them. Now, what will really hurt them is if they can't slow down that run, particularly Mr. McCaffrey. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's incredible. He is the only player, I think, at that position that's holding up to the degree that he has been. 
over the last three or four years and still producing at the level he is. And as you documented in the article, uh, he's the only player that's averaging over 100 yards on the ground per game through four games thus far this season. And not only that, his ability in the passing game is so unique because he is effectively as good as a, as a lot of slot receivers in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, he- how do you defend him when he's potentially too big for a third nickel corner, but he's also too fast and too quick for a linebacker? I don't know if the Cowboys have the answer technically for that. I am, Tom, extremely terrified of what the Niners can potentially do on the edges against this Cowboys team. Because as we saw against Arizona, they struggled against the run and protecting the run, particularly on the outsides of the tackles. And this is a team that can get outside the tackles, not just with McCaffrey, right? Ayuk and Debo Samuel can absolutely do that too. And I expect them to potentially on, you know, a jet sweep here or there. That's where the Cowboys run game will need to also be disciplined, right? They'll need to be, you know, they'll need to keep their eyes in check because Kyle Shanahan runs a lot of stuff across their faces to try to get them to draw their attention in different directions and take advantage of that, right? That extra like split second that he gets, you said sacks are a quarterback stat. In his case, for some play callers, I think it is a stat that ties into the play caller as well, because he saves him from some of those sacks that he might otherwise take. But Micah Parson Parsons deviates and goes with the ball carrier who he thinks has the ball instead of Brock Purdy, who actually kept it. Yeah, well, that and it's, they're going to really have to pay attention. I was going to say, Micah Parsons and Tank Lawrence are going to be tested on the edges because they have to be responsible when it is a run play and they have to be smart. They are good enough to stop the run on the outside. They just have to be in the right place, filling the right assignment when that happens. Oh, and it's a great te- like it's a great test for Lawrence and Parsons for sure, but particularly Parsons because he was the one that got eaten up against Arizona, and they ran to his side the majority of the time. It's not necessarily his fault. It's almost they're using his talent against him. He gets up the field so quickly, they just run in behind him, and now there's all that space. Can he stay disciplined while still providing pressure in the moments and identifying those opportunities when he can take a run at Brock Purdy? That'll be a a real test of – of his adjustments, right? His ability mm-hmm. to kind of make adjustments, the game within the game. Yeah, and and I think <laughs> I think he and Dan Quinn are having some long talks about what to do, looking at a lot of video, trying to correct those issues. And if, if anybody can get them corrected, I think it's Micah. As for the uh, Cowboys and their offensive plans, particularly in the red zone, yeah. if they can – get touchdowns instead of field goals here, we got to be feeling a lot better about their chances, no? Yeah, and and I feel that they can do this because, uh, you know, first off, they finally broke the streak of failing when Hunter Lepke busted bust into the end zone uh, quite easily. Uh, there's your short yardage. Uh, inside the five-yard line running back, I think, and and I think McCarthy needs to focus on that. But if you look at the other failures, I, I mean, 
Luke Schoonmacher had both hands on that ball that got away from him. That would have been a touchdown. On the, the play where Tony Pollard and Dak Prescott were, were, were mixed up and both went the, to the same direction when, you know, they're supposed to kind of be to one side of each other for the handoff. There was a hole that Pollard could have walked untouched into the end zone if that play had gone off on schedule. Uh, that was just a couple of kind of unforced errors by the Cowboys. And if they can cut those out, I think we're not going to be talking about the red zone for a whole lot longer. But they've got to fix it. And we're waiting to see. And so, you know, I think the red zone issue is it's on the cusp of being solved. The question is, are they going to get it done in time? Well, Jake Ferguson at least answered some of the questions that folks had about him as well in terms of mm -hmm. assuredness, caught all the passes, that uh, targets that came his way in that game against New England. And, and now he's the uh, second highest targeted pass catcher here on the Cowboys through four games, Tom. So just looking yeah. at it, I mean, you know, he, he hasn't quite become the red zone weapon that Dalton Schultz was, understandably, but that's a guy that potentially they can utilize in that area as well. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think he has filled that security blanket role now, which we were always a little bit, you know, we wondered if he would be able to step up the way Dalton Schultz does. I argue he right now is doing better at it because he's not dropping any passes. Uh, but if the Cowboys as kind of a counterpart to whether they can stop the run, if they can't run effectively themselves, um, this is that's kind of key to the uh, to the uh, uh, whole Texas Coast offense. Although they've overcome a lot of that, but uh, you know Tony Pollard's been doing well. He's not looking like an All Pro or anything, but he's looking quite competent. He's got decent yards per carry average. What was troubling, Rico Dowdle has been a great relief runner come in when Tony needs to come out. And now he's gotten banged up again. I think they're calling it a, a serious bruise of his hip, which, you know, sounds to me like he should be back. I don't know how serious that could be for a running back, how much pain is involved and all that. Using Deuce Vaughn was just an abject failure, particularly when he was called on to do pass protection, but also he didn't get anywhere running the ball. I think he had nine yards on eight carries. Uh, they've got to, I think they'll have to elevate Malik Davis if Dowdle isn't ready to go and may want to do so as insurance anyway. And I think they need to look at Lipke as the guy that steps up if Dowdle can't go. Or something so I'm thinking, happens. why not just roll with, with Lipke? Yeah, uh, it, it it depends. If if Dowdle is not able to go, you need the fourth back. Uh, but if Dowdle is a go, you may just want that insurance because it's very likely he's going to go out, and then you kind of want to still have that fourth back available. Uh, you know, that's that's going to be a game a decision for game day, I think. But. Yeah, they're going to have to run the ball effectively because if they don't succeed on early down running plays, that just puts more and more pressure on the quarterback in the passing game. Now some good news. 
that quarterback in the passing game has been doing very, very well. They are converting. They are leading the league in converting third downs with 51.6%. And when you think of how many fail in the red zone, they, they're they even better than that percentage says if they can fix the red no, red zone issues because they, they just seem to be extremely competent at that when they're between the 20s. And that's partly because Dak Prescott has really been on fire. Uh, you know, he's thrown one pick under a, a high-pressure situation when they had to try to score, and he probably forced one in that he shouldn't have. Uh, and, and, you know, but – he is just he's just dealing out there. And yeah, he's not getting a lot of long passes. Although don't forget he threw a perfect 20-yard touchdown strike to CD Lamb last game. He's can get some range. He's finding Michael Gallup for some big gains, which is another factor in that Gallup is kind of showing up. Uh, you saw uh Jalen Tolbert uh make some nice contributions last game. Brandon Cook still hasn't had a big impact, but he was a little more involved. I think he had four catches, which is uh, about as good. I think it's the best he's done. Um, you know, so if, you know, if, if they can clean up that execution in the red zone, then I think everything starts can kind of fall into place. And this offense will be able to run with what the, the 49ers are doing. Yeah. Now, I mean, Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Now, to that point that you brought up early about how the Cowboys may be treating this as a more important game, that kind of comes down to this. They can lose if they let this game get into their heads. And I think that happened against the Cardinals. Uh, you know, there's that. How so? His, huh? How so? With the Cardinals. You know, you, because there's this whole thing about the curse of playing the Cardinals in Arizona. They Cowboys just seem to find a way to lose. And I, you know, they were getting all this talk. They're still getting it about how they're only play well against the bad teams. And uh, they just sometimes for almost no reason, they just come out and get up tight and they're not playing their game. And then when they got smacked in the mouth a little bit early with some of those big runs, I think it just it shook them and they they lost their confidence and it just went downhill. That's the concern with if you're focusing on this game, you can get too tight. You can get too intense. You can get tunnel vision on the field. Uh, you know, you think, oh, I've got to stop McCaffrey and boom. They, they run some kind of play. Debo Samuel burns you. Brock Purdy does a quarterback keeper while everybody's trying to tackle Christian. You know, that kind of stuff can kill Kyle you. Kyle check doing some yeah. stupid wheel route. Yeah, he's, a, you know, the guy a guy that I I, I kind of think Hunter uh, Lepke yeah, can make Yeah, we respect the hell out of him, unfortunately. I, I do – everybody respects Kyle check because he is an unbelievable – weapon at yeah, that you, position and a unique one and boy would we love Hunter and, and, to be that. and as far as you as playing the game you have to respect so many of the san francisco roster god you do that's so true they that's and, really know, that's really the toughest issue about defending them is because there's not a player on 
the field that you can just say, okay, we're not as worried about him. Yeah, offensively, I think they've done the best job of building a roster in the league. And defensively, I give that title right now to Dallas, but the 49ers ain't that far behind. So this is going to be a case of two, you really two titans of the NFC matching off against each other, kind of to, to establish some early season dominance and lay a claim because the winner of this game, I think, can say, hey, right now we're the best this conference has to offer, and let's see each other again in the playoffs. Uh, and, and, you know, that focus on this being a preview for the playoffs is, is another thing that kind of can factor into that whole mental state because you don't want to look far ahead at that. You don't want to be thinking about that. You want to be thinking about the 60 minutes you're going to play and how do you come out with the most points at the end of it. I don't want them to be thinking about it, but I'm thinking about it. And yeah. it's kind of all I'm thinking about because, Tom, winning this game could be the difference between whether or not you play that game in San Francisco or in Dallas. Yes. And for that reason and that reason alone, I can't help but want them to feel like there's more to this game than just a regular season game because there is. If, yeah. it, if a game is a potential tiebreaker against you and one of the other top teams in your conference, that game means more than just a regular season game. And I'll yeah. argue with anybody that says anything otherwise about yeah. this particular game. Yeah, the whole any given Sunday thing, you know, doesn't really apply to the fact all games on your schedule are not equal. Some have much more significance. We know the games with, within their division are always so important. But this game within the conference is, I think, almost as important as when they play the Eagles. Uh, you know, I agree. As as far as the end results for the season, and the thing, it's it's all over the media. Plus, there are all these people in the media ranting and raving. Not the smart ones, you know the ones I'm talking about that are hey. ranting and raving about how Dallas isn't any good, Dak isn't any good. You know. Stop listening to them. Download all the Blogging the Boys podcasts. There's two every single day, five days a week, and we also do it on Sundays. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, and you can actually get intelligent conversation about your favorite football team instead of having to listen to X, Y, or Z, Dot Smith, scream at your television screen, or a former player, scream at you from another channel like you don't have to listen to that there are better options yeah and and unfortunately i don't think we can convince the team to do that because they know what's going on out there um i'm sure they try to tune it out try to turn it off but it's so voluminous how do you get all of it out of your head so this is going um, to be as much a mental as a physical test i think but I also think, I mean, the ramifications of this game, whichever way it goes, have lasting effects beyond this week, both ways, mentally and on paper. So for that reason, gosh, I hope the Cowboys can find a way to do this. I feel very strongly, Tom, that San Francisco right now 
is the better football team. Offense, defense, special teams, when you incorporate all of it together, not saying necessarily they got the better quarterback or the better head coach or any of that stuff necessarily, but I think in totality, they have the more complete package, and it's up to the Cowboys to prove that they belong on the same tier. Because up until this point, for in fairness, just based on the results, they haven't necessarily been on the same level. Yeah, now, you know, fortunately, the Niners are just like the Cowboys. They've only had one giveaway. I think if one of these teams gets a takeaway on the other one, that's going to be a real shot in the mouth. And I hope the Cowboys are just a little bit better and get to that first. Be nice to have Trayvon Diggs for this one, Tom. Yeah, but we <laughs> Deron Bland is doing a hell of a job. Hey, hey he sure <laughs> is. He sure is. Well, we will see how it goes down. We're in prime time for this one, ladies and gentlemen. Sunday night football, Cowboys take on the 49ers. We will have pregame coverage there on the YouTube channel. Make sure you go ahead and hit the subscribe button to that channel right now. Go do it so you'll be updated and get the notifications when we go live, both pre, at halftime, and during the postgame. We'll also have chats on Twitter. I'm not going to call it X. I'll never call it X. It's Twitter. And we're going to have chats on there as well that we would love to get your engagement in. So if you're on Twitter like Tom and I, at TomRileBTB or at RW3, we'd love to hear from you what your thoughts are about the Cowboys as they head in to this game against the San Francisco 49ers. So you guys stay riled up on the Cowboys. For Tom, I'm Roy. We'll see you next Thursday. <laughs>